everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we always say, um, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love it if you um, would subscribe. That way you'll get a little notification when these go up on Fridays and like and comment (laughs) and tell your friends and all of those things that people who do podcasts say to you when you first start listening. Uh, but thank you so much um, just for hanging out with us um, on Fridays when this drops. So I'm going to jump right in. I'm very excited about Corner of the Curve this week, but we will get there. So my practice notes this week center around um, support, which you hear us talk about a lot. Uh, but we are in YTT this week here in Nashville. If you're not familiar with YTT, that stands for Yoga Teacher Training. So our 2019 group is here. They all got here. Most of them got here on Tuesday. And we had our first day together yesterday. And it was really great. Um, a lot of nerves. Not, not uh, well, no, I had some nerves too. Um, <laughs> but they were all very honest and open about um, their nerves coming in. And I think by the end of the day, those had subsided and everybody was just feeling like really excited about their decision to do this. Um, But one of the things that we talked about yesterday was starting from the most supported place. And so we were obviously talking about it from a teaching standpoint that when we teach classes that um, if you've been in a curvy class or if you um, take studio classes with us, you know that we use a lot of props and modifications. And so one of the things that we talked about yesterday was when teaching, we like to start from the most supported place and then give people the option to um, change their level of support, dial the blocks down, if you will. Um, and I just was thinking about it as I was coming home last night that so often we, you know, starve ourselves from um, the support that we could be giving ourselves um, and we need to dial the blocks up and that it would be much easier if we started from the most supported place um, in our own personal lives off the mat and then adjusted from there based on what we need. If we're, if you're like, oh, this is a lot of support and I don't need this, I feel like it's much easier to change that than to you know, start with your blocks on a low setting and then have to move them up. (laughs) So I would encourage you this week to just, if you can, um, live your life from the most supported place that you can give yourself. And that varies for all of us and looks different based on what our lives look like and who we are and what we have access to and our privilege and all of that. But definitely give yourself Uh, the highest level of support that you can, and then the freedom to um, change that if you need to. So I'm excited, like I said, about Corner of the Curve this week, so I'm not going to keep talking. Um, Anna is going to talk about kind of um, changing the way that you look at discipline, and I really enjoyed listening to this, and I hope that you will too. Okay, so I want to talk about choosing how you think about discipline. Now, discipline is not something that I personally resonate with. I find it more confining than what I'm looking for. Plus, with all of my dieting baggage around discipline, it's usually the last thing that I need. But 
maybe not always. Um, but I know that some people do resonate with it. And since I like to turn things over and think about them from different perspectives, I wanted to share something that I have been thinking about. What if we have been directing our discipline energy at the wrong targets? So here's an example. I think people, and by people I mean myself and I believe others, um, when you think about something you want to get disciplined about, it's usually something like what you eat, how you spend your money, how often you practice yoga, even how you relate to your body. Um, These are all pretty common areas of focus for discipline. And it can feel like or sound like, this is the year that I'm going to accept my body no matter what. You can just kind of feel the energy behind that. Um, It's kind of a gritted teeth, white knuckled kind of energy. And it's funny to me to think about that in the context of accepting your body, um, because I feel like accepting your body generally um, is not a white knuckle (laughs) process, um, nor are many of these things. But they're all focused on a specific action. And they usually have the undertone, if not the overtone of quote, getting serious or getting ourselves in shape, not necessarily even physically, but like, just there's something that you're doing. And it has a sometimes borderline punishing tone to it. So what I am curious about is a different kind of discipline directed at a different target. And that is the discipline of showing up for your life. So when I think about that, uh, my jaw automatically unclenches. Um, I think it brings in a softness that is often missing when we're talking about discipline. Um, Because I know that I, for one, am not really interested in cultivating more white knuckling in my life. There's enough of that already. There's a quote that I really like. I wish I could remember the specifics, but the gist is that life brings the intensity. So you bring the softness. When I think about the discipline of showing up for my life, I feel curious, like, what does that even mean? How can I explore it today? It feels more like an invitation. So instead of I'm going to practice yoga five times per week, no matter what, (laughs) which I think is automatically setting us up for failure because inevitably usually when someone's saying something like that they mean a very specific type of on the mat yoga practice and inevitably things happen to shift that and if we are kind of framing our success or failure around doing that it can be very discouraging so a perspective shift might be to what could my yoga practice be today So you're still in the regular conversation. You're not forgetting what you want, which is what I think many of us desire from discipline, but you're doing it in a way that is more responsive and adaptable. And I deeply believe, because I've seen this in my own life as well as others, that that approach ultimately keeps you in it longer. 
it's counterintuitive to the way that our culture has a tendency to talk about these things, but I think it's really true when we give ourselves that space. And in many ways, this is a practice perspective, which is something, of course, we've talked about in lots of different ways. But if you are looking to de-baggage, for lack of a better way of putting it, discipline, flipping what it means to you might be one way in. Also, you could just boot it to the curb. (laughs) Use, Use discipline to not use discipline. Welcome back. Like I said before, I hope that you loved that. It was really good for me to listen to that and hear it. Um, And I have no doubt that some of you probably needed to hear it as well. Um, The D word is, you know, (laughs) but I so appreciated Anna's perspective and it was so helpful. Um, I'm going to give you a resource this week and, um, most of what I'm talking about this week is centering around YTT cause I'm just like submerged in it. But, um, if you are new to the idea of the sutras, or maybe that's a part of yoga that you've explored for a long time, um, I highly recommend a book that we are using in YTT called Living the Sutras. It's a guide to wisdom beyond the mat, and the authors are Kelly DiNardo and Amy Pierce Hayden. I really love this book if this is a part of yoga that um, interests you or that you're curious about. It feels very practical to now. Um, I've read a couple sutras books and it's definitely my favorite. So if it's not uh, one that you've read, I highly recommend that you grab this one. So uh, we will put a link to it in the show notes so that you can head right to Amazon and it could be at your house probably 10 minutes from now. I don't even, (laughs) at minimum in like two or like two days, you could have that book. Um, but I don't know what Amazon's doing right now. So for all I know, a robot could drop it off on your doorstep in 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) I think that's where we're going. Moving along. Um, My gratitude for this week is YTT related, of course. Um, We have such a great group of people here and uh, everybody's had so much going on in their lives. So, you know, when you sign up for yoga teacher training, it's months before the training and there's no way for you to know kind of what your life is going to look like uh, once the training rolls around. Um, And everybody just showed up. Like, I was like, the fact that you're even here, we went around and everyone kind of shared some things that have been going on for them. And um, there were things that weren't happening when the training began. And there were a couple of people who were honest and said, you know, they didn't know if they should come or not. Uh, But I was just thankful for people's willingness to kind of push through those hard um, places and to come and to show up and to be willing and open to learn and to share and be vulnerable. And I'm really excited, one, that I get to meet these um, wonderful people and uh, walk with them kind of through this journey, but that I'm also really excited because they're from all over the place. And it means that we, when we're done, are going to send you know nine more teachers out to you guys in different places so that you can um, have a yoga experience that feels... Um, relevant to you and to your life and to your body. Um, So yeah, they're all really great. And I'm excited to be able to share them with you once this journey's done. So I am going to 
take one deep breath together with you to close. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.